What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of SSPN, Ethan. It's been a minute. Um, I'm so glad to be back. What, why were you laughing? I totally missed it. I could, I, no, Did no, you yeah, hear no. my mouse? <laughs> yeah, that's what it was. I figured. I was turning on Do Not Disturb because I had my phone going off. We got three people in here already. We appreciate Excellent. y'all. I know it's been a holiday hiatus. We hope you guys had a very Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, all that good stuff. Hopefully, you guys got some fun plans for this weekend, for New Year's Eve. It's about to be 2023, and the Spurs are going in to 2023 on a win, Ethan. Tell me what you thought of this, I believe, 122 to... 115. 115 final score here for the Spurs. You know, the struggle for them, it seems like, just since in this time we've been off and the whole season is finishing games, um, but especially in this month of December, and they were able to do it tonight. Yeah, I uh, was holding my breath there at the start of the fourth quarter because it's been a common theme where we've just kind of shut down and played terribly in that fourth, had trouble closing out games, but we were able to do it. We were, we still lost the fourth quarter, 36-30, to 30, but it, it still felt competitive, and a couple of those points at the end were just kind of the Knicks getting free throws and then getting a wide-open you know layup at the end of the clock. But regardless, the overall game, I was very impressed. Um, the refs were really letting both teams play. It was a very physical game, I felt like. Everybody was pushing and shoving and, and swapping at the ball. Yeah, Randall can be irritating. Um, very good player, but definitely irritating. Uh, <laughs> but I was impressed. I really thought we were going to lose this game, especially with Devin Vassell out. But Romeo Langford with 23 points really stepped it up, looked confident out there, looking for his shot being aggressive, getting to the basket, and really finishing through contact and through pretty good, solid interior defense with uh, Randall and Mitchell Robinson, who's a shot blocker, of course. Um, but overall, really good ball movement. We, we, we played with really good cohesion. Keldon Johnson obviously was our leader, kind of got out of his shooting slump. He had 30 points tonight. Sohan with 12. He's been playing great the last five or so games. I think he's averaging like 14 and 8. A pretty good, efficient shooting. Yep. So great to see that from him. And then Stanley Johnson, really the unsung hero these past few games since we've picked him up. I felt he's he's really been a factor coming in off the bench. You know, defensively, he's very physical. He's going to get under guys' skins. He knows where he's supposed to be. Very, very smart player. Really came in and hasn't missed a beat. Um, almost just a better version of what Kata Bates-Diop has been for us at the start of the season. To me, that's what Stanley Johnson has been, and a very consistent shooter. All of a sudden, two for three tonight, he really hasn't had that many lapses offensively. Um, and, you know, I, I really can't think of anything else, dude. It was really just a really good overall team, you know, team win. Yeah, I think another key thing is when you think of the context, you know, obviously a lot of guys out for the New York Knicks, Obi Toppin, RJ Barrett, Jalen Brunson, key guys, but the Spurs had Devin out as well. And that's why I think this Romeo performance, not only is it just, you know, his career high scoring wise um, and his jumpers looking better and better, mm-hmm. it's looking smoother. Um, and it looks completely different too. So that's something that you feel really confident in because, you know, with Chip leaving before the season, that was something that we kind of yeah. questioned to see that consistent improvement as the season has gone on. That's just another good sign. Um, I believe on the broadcast at some point, it was when they were talking about Jeremy Sohan's free throws. We were, I guess we could get to that right now. The one-handers, yeah. I mean, he's on a streak. They were talking about it, um, you know, in the Rockets game, the first time he went one for four, and then he hasn't missed one since. Um, yeah. And basically, the the what I was tying that into is that Brett Brown is a really good shooting coach. 
And I think it was, they had Devin Brown on who was the UTSA alum yeah. and played on the Spurs from in 2002 and from 2003 to 2005 uh, was on that 05 championship team. Um, and he was talking about how Brett Brown helped his him out a lot with his shooting. So good to know that from Brett Brown and, and good to see the development from both of those guys uh, when it comes to shooting wise, obviously. Sohan still working on a little bit of, you know, his outside jumper and stuff. But hey, the first step to being a great shooter is being a great free throw shooter. So you love to see that um, in his development. And and just talking about some of the other things in this game, I mean, obviously 36 from uh, Emmanuel Quickly and uh, Julius Randle had 41 tonight as well. Um, but, you know, they didn't let anybody else do anything. And so if you're going to allow those guys to cook, um, you can have a balanced attack to counteract that, which is mm-hmm. what the Spurs had tonight. Um, you talked about Stanley Johnson. I completely agree with you know, the key debates Diop comparison. Um, he's somebody who's six, six, who I don't mind playing at the four because he's 250 pounds almost. Um, and mm-hmm. you love his shot. Uh, he's been consistent, uh, as a three point shooter since we got him, which was something I honestly wasn't expecting. Me neither. And, and that just fits the, the role perfectly. Um, mm-hmm. so you love to see that from Stanley. He had six boards and three assists tonight. Um, just plays physical whenever there's an issue or something. It's like you can just throw him in there and you know that he'll kind of, you know, settle the dust at that position, if you will. Um, Jay Rich had a great halftime buzzer, or first quarter yeah, buzzer beater. Um, that was tough. Uh, Malachi didn't have the greatest shooting night tonight, but I wanted to talk about him because he's definitely come along uh, mm-hmm. just over the past month. Um, had a 20-point game a couple nights ago. Um, I feel like him and Sohan have just continued – you know, to, to develop and, and look like first round picks. Um, I know still from time to time, like we said, Malachi won for seven tonight. He talked about it. His shots a little flat. I think once he gets, um, you know, a little bit more arc on the ball, those mm-hmm. are going to start dropping more. The key for me with Malachi is he gets to spots. Like he yeah. never takes a bad shot and the way that he's getting to shots, like it isn't necessarily easy. Like he's coming off screens, immediately pulling up, you know, he's dribbling through people, finding his way in the mid range. Um, or just taking wide open threes. So, you know, you can't be mad at that. I think it's going to get there. Um, and I'm just trying to think of some other thoughts here. Uh, Jakob, you know, didn't have the greatest scoring night tonight, but obviously, you know, you didn't need him to do that when you have Romeo going, you know, for 23 on 11 of 16 shooting, um, which was just perfect in Devin's absence. Yeah. Um, and then another thing I wanted to talk about was, of course, Keldon. Um, you know, still ha- finding those struggles from the three-point line, but found a way to get 30 tonight. And and that's what you need in Devin's absence. So, you know, that fourth quarter, it's just going to be tough. But for most of this game, they had around a 10 to 15 point lead, which is what you should have in this situation and, and undermanned Knicks team. Yeah. What I liked about Kelton's game tonight, Jude, is in the absence of Devin, you know, Devin's really that guy when we're, when we're in, a, in, a, in a rut, we give him the ball and let him go to work make a play off the dribble, and pull up from mid-range, and it's pretty much a guaranteed basket most of the time, right? Keldon doesn't have that really in his game. He's not really mm-hmm. a pull-up mid-range jumper. He doesn't have a turnaround, uh, nothing like that. But what he can do, and it surprised me tonight, was post up bigger players and smaller players. You know, when we were in need of a basket, he could, you know, had a running hook shot, uh, spin move baseline, looking like a like an old-school Charles Barkley a little bit with like that undersized four build. Um, and a lot more of a consistent shot as of late than it was at the beginning of the season. I don't know if that's an ab- like abnormality or if that's something that he's been working on, but I'm totally fine with him continuing to do that, especially if his struggles continue from three-point land. Three for eight is not terrible, uh, but it could be better. 
It felt um, like he got better as the game went on. It like did. those last three that he made were three in a row, and it felt like he finally got his rotation. We've talked about this so many times. Yeah. And yeah. he hesitated. It's it's just something he's got to continue to work through. For sure. And speaking to Malachi, I was at the game when he had, was it 23? Yes. I believe yeah, that was it. Right. Great. That was against and the Jazz. It it was like he didn't really do anything differently either. It was just all of a sudden his shot was falling. Right. So I, I agree with you 100%. He's getting to his spots. He looks confident. He knows how to play basketball. He's a very smart player. He knows what he's good at. He knows what he's not good at. And if as soon as he makes that tweak with his shot and just makes it a little more consistent with a little more arc, he's going to be a great player because we saw what he was capable of when his shot is actually falling. I think just the key overall, just kind of since we've been gone this December, the team is getting better. Like, yeah. <laughs> to put it blatantly, you know, bluntly, like Malachi is, is getting better every game. They're they're picking out some wins here and there. Nothing crazy. They're still we're still going to be in the lottery. It's not like that's going to change. Yeah. But at the same time, um, you, you're starting to see some of those returns on your investments where it was like, OK, it feels a little stagnant here. And now you're starting to see the improvement, which is really all you can ask in the context of the season. Everybody looks more aggressive. And Zach Collins, I know he only had one shot tonight, but over the course of this last month, he's looking for his shot. And that's something that I wasn't expecting at all because when we got him last year and then really the first month or two months of this season, he's mm-hmm. been a, a playmaker from the high post, might take a you know a pick and pop three every once in a while, you know an open layup or a, a wide open dunk. But now he's actually getting in the post, facing up, right. knocking down mid-range jumpers, you know, running hook shots, baby hook shots, whatever it takes, jump hook. The hooks. baby hook I've seen a lot recently over the past like three games or so. That's what he did in Gonzaga, and that's what he started to do in Portland right before he got hurt. And I think we all kind of forgot about it because he was just, you know, I think Sean said it tonight, so many guys sign with the Spurs and they're like, I'm just going to try and fit in the system and not force my shot. And he's like, they were talking about Stanley Johnson. Yeah, right. We they brought don't you forget. here to score score and he's capable of scoring and he's finally you know doing it not tonight obviously only one shot but he didn't need to score he was plus 14 in the box score really aggressive defensively um and and really you know creating space in that paint but uh I, i really like what i've seen from zach collins yeah me too um you know the only thing is like sometimes just because he's got a more slender frame like true. It, he'll he'll play good defense and like still when beat. Julius Randle's coming at you, you know, you're going to get beat. But speaking of that defensive stuff, like we saw some blocks tonight from him. Wow. Um, and it's like when he's getting beat, though, it's like, OK, most of the time he's giving maximum effort and like he's got his hands up. And so at that point, it's like, you you know, that's a lot better than it was earlier in the year. And the best we've seen, you know, since his time in San Antonio. And that's why we have Jakob. I'm not saying he's like the perfect solution, but he's right. playing better. And obviously we want to draft a big guy. We also have Bassey on a two-way, right. you know, and I was surprised Roby didn't play tonight because he has a very similar body to Julius Randle. I yeah. thought maybe he would have gotten some minutes just to have some fresh legs guarding him because he dropped 41, but mm-hmm. evidently Pop disagreed. Yeah, yeah. I, it's kind of funny you mentioned that because it's like with Stanley Johnson, you almost forget about him, yeah. which is crazy because I still really like Isaiah Me Roby. Too. But, you know, that's, that's the, um, the benefits of depth for sure. 
And, you know, shout out to Alizé Johnson because we cut him to get Stanley and Stanley is like obviously an immense upgrade. Way better. But Alizé is still down there like top tier G League player. Like I want to say his first game back, he had like 17 to 11. I'm like, you do it, bro. You go for the Austin Spurs. <laughs> he's just a crazy dude, man. Yeah. Alizé uh, Johnson. Funny. This is uh this is a great point here by MEZ. I need That's Zach true. to dunk that ball on the fast break opportunity instead of that weak finger roll. And and you could see him on the sideline. He was like, "Oh, I should he have." Said it. He said it. He went Devin, like that. Devin was like this. He was like, "You yeah. gotta dunk that." So definitely does. And and it's like that's another thing I feel like you know that ties into what you were mentioning with Sean, where it's like sometimes even you know now we're here in year two. It's like, oh, I don't want to you know, go too crazy and pop my, you know, let me just go yeah. for the layup. It's like, Zach, you're 6'11", 250, like dunk that. Throw it so, down. Throw yeah, it down. For sure. For sure. The aggressiveness was just the embodiment of the game. That like, that six minute stretch where we had, was it like two chase down blocks? And then was I'm it so Jakob you mentioned jump those. at Julius Randle's pump fakes and they had uh-huh. a shot clock violation. The bench was up screaming, clapping. Devin was leading that charge. I don't know if you saw that. He yeah. was the one that was yes. up like the whole game. And I love mm-hmm. to see that from Devin because usually that's like the 13th man that doesn't get any minutes, but that's our best player on the bench cheering for right. our guys. On and, when he's injured, when he's out. Yeah, so I think Sohan had a chase down. Keldon yep. had a chase down. Jakob didn't bite the, on the fakes. And then Keldon had another, had another block one at the end of the game. That's just great defense down the stretch. Love to see it, the whole team. And, and in that moment, you know, it was like when they were trying to, you know, the, it, the Knicks felt like, you know, the, the whole broadcast, they were talking about how the Knicks just had this devastating loss where they were up by nine with like 30 seconds left and lost, right? Mm-hmm. And and so the whole point was they're not going to give up, you know, when they're yeah. down nine with 50 seconds left, right? And it was like right when that momentum was coming back, that was when Stohan stuffed Julius Randle at the rim. And obviously Julius Randle was, you know, basically other than Emmanuel quickly, the entirety of the offense tonight for the Knicks. So whenever he did that, that that was one of those statement momentum plays uh, that just really made an impact. And then to see Keldon get those two blocks late too, like that's the one thing this year where I've been like sometimes disappointed with him is his defense. And so to see him make those two clutch plays late defensively on top of, you know, making some clutch shots too and getting up to 30, I love big bounce back game from Keldon, you know, still working on the threes, but big bounce back game for him. Love to see that. M Easy makes a good point. Sohan or Sohan. I don't even this know anymore. A, it's I, Sohan. It's Sohan. Okay. Yeah. It's Sohan. The other broadcasts say Sohan, but the Spurs it's one Sohan. says Sohan. So I roll We're with He definitely should have learned a lot playing against a guy like mm-hmm. Randall. And watching it in real time, Sean said something about Randall did like a rip through twice and got Sohan on a mm-hmm. foul and went to the free throw line. Right. And, yeah. And Sean was like, it's going to take a couple more times. He'll learn how to adjust to that. And then later in the game, Randall went to that same rip through and Sohan like backed up and played better defense. Didn't foul him. Randall missed his shot. So literally in real time, we watched him figure out how to guard an all-star caliber power forward. And I know he had 41 points, but he had that block down the stretch and Randall really, you know, he was more, he was more uh, productive in the first three quarters than he was in that fourth quarter. I felt like, and I don't know if that was just the team defense. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! 
Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Is being better or him being tired, but I, f- I feel like Sohan slowly learned as the game progressed how to guard it, him. It's so funny you mentioned that because in that same, like, commentary reference you were talking about when sean was mentioning that he was like it's like he hasn't got a feel for him yet yeah that's what he said about sohan and and you know directly to your point but you know ethan as you were talking i was just thinking about um you know kind of the overall just what we've seen from the spurs over the past month um and just kind of where they're at moving forward obviously like i kind of hinted to a little bit earlier still in the lottery so you're excited to add you know some more talent going into this offseason um you know, but with what we're seeing, you know, I, I just I feel like there's just a lot of merit to to the young core. I don't want to overreact here because they're still, you know, a bottom tier team in the league. But as we're mentioning with just this improvement that we're seeing with everybody um, and, and getting some more wins here and there against some tough teams like the Jazz and the Knicks are, are two good wins. This one's a mm-hmm. little bit, I guess you could say you could take it out a little bit because there's, you know, some key injuries for the Knicks. But like that Jazz win, that's a fully loaded Jazz team. That's a solid team. I think maybe Kelly Olynyk might have been out there, but like not yeah. their star guys, um, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, what are just kind of your thoughts on, on where the Spurs are at here? Let's check in a little bit, you know, since we've been gone for so long. The injury bug that bit us early was a little bit of a blessing in disguise because it gave a lot of our depth guys meaningful minutes and it gave a lot Malachi. of our rotational players, Malachi, uh, a chance to kind of figure out our offense and how to play team defense, how to talk to one another, figuring out chemistry. And it was really painful to watch, and at times it still is. But now with our guys kind of coming back from injury, minus Devin, of course, who's out because of that knee that he hurt in the Jazz game, we're starting to see it click a little bit better. Everyone has more confidence. We talked about the aggressiveness on both ends. Everybody you know, feels more comfortable in their role, and they understand how to play with one another. Romeo Langford is a perfect example of how he played tonight. 23 points, by far his best game as a spur on both best ends. Best game of his really career, really. Best game of his career. Yeah, his career high. So talking about that young core, I think that they're ready to kind of take that next step. I'm not saying they're going to start winning all of a sudden, but I think they're ready to have more of a role, more of a load on their shoulders. So I wouldn't be surprised now. You know, I wasn't, I wouldn't have been surprised earlier in the season, but I'm more confident in a trade coming for Josh Richardson and Doug McDermott only because they are currently taking away minutes from guys like Romeo. Once and they've been playing less. Correct. Malachi Branham is sort of figuring it out. He's got to work on that shot, but he's more comfortable in his role. And then Blake Wesley, of course, coming back from injury. Will he kind of get that nod to take back that backup point guard spot that he had before he got hurt? Um, if I, I'm totally fine with that, because like you said, with or without Doug and Josh, we're going to be a lottery team. So we might right. lose like one or two more games because they're not there. Josh Richardson doesn't have a, like a hot night one of these nights and, and it, it'll lead us to a win. But I'm okay with that. I'm okay with giving our young guys the reins from here on out because they've gotten more comfortable and clearly it's working, throwing them into the fire. I see progression. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you hit it a nail on the head there um, at the end. You're seeing that progression. And I like what I'm easy saying here. You know, Blake Wesley is needed for that second unit just to have a true playmaker. Um, And right now he's on G League assignment. They're just doing the normal thing they do with Spurs players coming off injuries 
he's going to, and because he's a rookie, they might leave him there a little bit longer just because, you know, the, 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 the L's are inconsequential. Um, yeah. So uh, I'm, ex- I'm really excited to see him come back. I think like that's the next like thing that we're going to anticipate. And there'll be some growing pains there, just inserting him back in. But this is kind of the thing that we've been talking about, like before when we had our little holiday break there, like, we, we always talked about like, it's just reps, like they just got to get more reps. And this, this progression that we're seeing is, is a result of that. Like, that's what we were saying. And sometimes it takes a while. <laughs> like it might take like two months. It felt like, you know, yeah. but they're young players, they've got potential. And that's one thing that also Sean's been talking about on the broadcast so much is like, don't give up on these young guys too quickly. You know, like Larry Markinen is a great example um, yeah. not that the Cavs gave up on Colin Sexton, but like, there's a lot of, there's just a lot of like 25, 24 year old guys, even Zach, you know, not to that extreme, but still that are just kind of taking that next jump. And, and so just because, you know, they're 22 or 21 or 19 and they're not, you know, John Morant, you know, we don't have to be completely out on them. Yeah, for sure. Cause a lot of these guys are one and done anyway. So they didn't really have right. that. Like Timmy was in Wake Forest for four years. So he mm-hmm. came in immediately, was an all-star. Like that's to be expected. Everybody else, one year they come in at 19 with a 19-year-old's body and mindset. They don't have that basketball schooling. We can't expect the world from them. And everybody was, you know, on Sohan because he was averaging what, like five points a game on really inefficient shooting at first. These mm-hmm. past five games, 14 and I think seven or eight rebounds with yep, eight, 46%, 46% shooting. And um the last since since changing to his one-handed free throw i think he's 16 for 19 yep so yep, just give exactly. him that time right exactly well i think we got a good little question here to wrap it up ethan we're a good 20 minutes into, into this thing uh our man matt wilson asks coming into the end of the year for reflection mm. what's been who's been playing above their pay grade at their pay grade and below their pay grade i think this is a good one that is great I'll start off. Or do you want to start off? No, you got it. You got it. All right. Who's been playing above their pay grade the whole year? Devin. I know that like we expected him to be a star and expected him to be the second best player, but his consistency, like how consistent he's been like his bad nights are like 18 to 16 points. You know what I mean? And, and with how consistent he's been on defense, the playmaking we've seen, the bag he has, you know, I was texting you the other night. I have a friend who who's trained the Spurs before um, and it coaches at a lot of their youth camps and and played college basketball. And he was just telling me like Devin Vassell, like that was his biggest takeaway from the jazz game. He got free tickets and, you know, the big bucket he hit over Laurie, that that hesitation in that jazz game, step back, like behind the back dribble, hesitation on Laurie in the paint and then go get the layup with the up and under like. Devin Vassell is for sure for me who's been playing above their pay grade. How about you? I would go Devin as well, but just to go a different route, Mm -hmm. I'm going to go Trey Jones because a lot of people did not want him to start going into the season. I know Josh Primo is kind of a thing that we don't want to think about anymore, but everybody was saying give him the start and Trey Jones should be getting backup minutes. We should think about upgrading Trey Jones because he's just a second round pick. He's not that good. And I, he's not average crazy numbers, but for a second-round pick who's just now getting real meaningful minutes as a starting point guard, he has surprised a lot of us. Basically, a, almost a double-double with 10 points, 10 assists on any given night. Like, that's a, like a really normal game. 
for Trey Jones. And defensively, we see the defensive stats, the advanced stats. He's one of the best defenders on our team. And when he was out for that short stretch, it was it was scary. It was really scary watching the Spurs because we couldn't we couldn't move the ball. We couldn't figure anything yep. out offensively. So he's been super important for somebody still on his rookie contract. I think that's a great pick because coming into the, I mean, he's been an NBA starter, really. I mean, yep. well, maybe not starter, but still like a solid NBA point guard um, at the least. And and he's recently the thing that he's decided to do is just go score in the clutch, like yeah. taking people off in isolation, which is something else we haven't seen. Um, and and just as another good honorable mention, Emizi brings up Charles Basie. That's that is absolutely another one for sure that yeah. didn't pop into our minds. But um, it, yeah, for a two way, oh my gosh, Charles Basie is a definitely honorable mention there for sure. Um, who's playing at their pay grade? I would say Kelvin. You know, got that big big contract um, coming in the year. Um, you know, uh, definitely there's been some moments this season where he's played below his pay grade, but he's also had some really good stretches. So that's why I'm going to say he's at his pay grade, just because, you know, he's had some ups and downs, but he'll have some bounce back nights like this, still averaging 20, um, you know, doing what he needs to do, not over the moon, you know, exceeding expectations, but, you know, being playing up to what he should, I would say. I would echo what you said about Keldon Johnson. Everything that you said was, was just right on. He's wishy washy. Unfortunately, huh? I said wishy washy. Unfortunately, oh uh, yeah, just with the Everyone's ups and downs of the season. Yeah, for sure, for sure. If just just to go in a different direction, uh... I can hear you, Ethan. I don't know, Gorgie J. Here. Okay, Ethan. I don't know if you know, but. Ethan's having some connection issues right now. It shows on here. So if you guys can't hear him and he's paused on y'all's screen, yeah, he has left the building. So unfortunate connection issues there for Ethan, but we saw he got to go uh, with, he went with Gorgie Jang there for at his pay grade. <laughs> I don't really have a response for that one. I would say that Gorgie Jang, yeah, I mean, he's just being the leader out there on the sideline. Okay, here we go. Here's Ethan. Hey! We got you back. Yay. So What's you the last said, thing you heard uh, me say? Gorgie Jang. Yeah, Gorgie Jang. <laughs> and, yeah. and I was talking about Gorgie. I was kind of laughing. <laughs> yeah, just, yeah, Gorgie Jang. I mean, uh, you could right. maybe say, no, he's being the well, vet. Yeah, he's doing exactly what you want him to do. <laughs> That's a good one. Okay. Now this is a this is a tough one. Who's playing below their pay grade? Because it's kind of hard to like judge this because it's just a bad team. Yeah. Below their Not pay grade. Talented you... team. If any of the Spurs are listening. <laughs> you yeah, you could make an argument for Jakob only because scoring hasn't been huge. But, but if you talk about the beginning of the year, he had like multiple 20-point games. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's a toss-up. Like, I love Jakob. I think he's like under uh, – what's the word? Un uh, underrated as a center. Yeah. Somebody uh, – I'm looking at – it's kind of – Jay Rich at times maybe. Sometimes he's not even on the court. Other In times the recent he drops, like, stretch. 25-ball. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Recently, he has not been as impactful as as usual. Yeah, you could you could say that about Doug as well. That's yeah, because um, Doug's too. I, that's I would and the reason I'm actually going to go with Doug, it's just because Doug kind of has an inflated contract. But also, the yeah. reason Doug is getting paid like 13 million or whatever is because of like the leadership he brings too. So it's like 
He's not he's not getting paid that much to, you know, score 18 every night. Yeah, for sure. But that's what I'll go with, and that's just kind of the nature of his contract. So, yeah. Plus, you pay for I mean, shooting. Yakub <laughs> uh, says, Yakub, Yakub says, Emizi says, Yakub had Randall pump faking a lot. Yeah. And another thing about Yakub tonight, uh, he was guarding on the perimeter. Like, there were two. He was. He was doing really well. Two possessions, like on a manual quickly, where he like put the clamps on him and made him pass off, like after he tried to drive and go back. Um, so, yeah, shout out to Jakob for that tonight. Adrian says that uh, Spurs payroll makes it hard to find really someone true. that is below pay grade. Yeah, that's a great point. But any any final thoughts to wrap up this postgame, Ethan? I'm just happy that the Hawks and the Bulls are imploding because we have their picks. <laughs> yes, very good. <laughs> Trey jo- or, uh, not Trey Jones, Trey Young trade incoming? Maybe. Spurs have the Spurs, fifth best odds. <laughs> Spurs, Spurs 40 chess planting a bomb inside Atlanta that is DeJounte Murray, they knew. Yeah, uh, they see the Spurs are like... The I don't think it's entirely his fault, him. but... No, no. <laughs> yeah, did that, I did see that. So I did stupid. see that. It's like... What are we going to trade them? Their picks yeah. back, plus like, like Trey are, Jones? Like, yeah, like, here you go. Here's Trey Jones and Devin, like... No. But, uh, like, yeah, like, what... And Keldon, like, what are we going to do for Trey Young, anyways? No. Yeah. Stupid. Yeah, and, and 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 then pair them with your superstar who just wanted to leave that team. Yeah, <laughs> like with okay. Dejounte, you know, right. like it would be the yeah. same. Team. Oh my gosh. Anyways, well, we appreciate you guys. Thank you guys for tuning in to SSPN and um, you know, just supporting us throughout the the holiday hiatus we had. But we're back. We'll be making content here on the regular, doing post games, all that good stuff. Um, and this in the time that we were off, it seems like. You know, that this first season has gotten a little bit more fun. So hopefully yeah. we can have some more wins here and there, but not too many. Uh, so we can still get a top tier talent this summer. Thanks. All right, y'all. We appreciate you guys. We'll catch y'all in the next one and we'll see y'all later. <laughs>